Always beating and doozing, never cheating or choosing. 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 I'm stuck. Beating, doozing, never cheating or choosing. Always beating and doozing, never cheating or choosing. Always beating and doozing, never cheating or choosing. Always beating and doozing, never cheating. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Stick, everyone's favorite Homestar Runner podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, David, a.k.a. Lukewarm Jones. I'm your host, Eden, a.k.a. Ramrod, Hamstring, Stairmaster? <laughs> Uncle? Uncle? <laughs> so yeah, welcome back to the show. Um... Today we're we're talking about some some uh, we're talking about some puppets, um, which is surprisingly something that's been a part of Homestar Runner almost from the beginning. Um, like the first uh, the first puppet thing came out uh, in two thousand three, um, so really just as they were taking off, they they started having the puppet version of Homestar, and I think that he uh, originally. Um, only had uh, Puppet the Cheat um, as as another character. I don't think Puppet Strong Bad was around for at least the first couple of years. Yeah, because they make a they specifically make a joke out of that, and I can't remember which Puppet Squad uh, one. I think it's Puppet Time, but where uh, not to get too far ahead, but where Homestar robs uh, Strong Bad when he's not there. I'm pretty sure that was because they didn't have a Strong Bad yet to react to him being <laughs> robbed. Yeah. That, so they in that one they steal uh like what was it that like his uh was it his no they they bring back in another episode his uh his like fondue pot and a bunch of old Mr. Wizard tapes. <laughs> yeah. He steals his he steals his milk, his squeegee type deal, his electric guitar and an Atari 2600. Oh yeah, and and a CRT television. <laughs> The TV. <laughs> I, I remember like wondering how, like how Puppet Homestar was lifting that, but I, I'm sure just like Mike was underneath the camera holding up the TV. That must have been an interesting shot to get without the noise of like Matt like grunting to hold it up the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the first the first Puppet thing that ever came out was uh, a little song uh, called "Everybody Knows It." Um, which is about a minute long and uh, is a little a little window would pop up inside the flash player to play an actual video file. And it was like super compressed because this was 2003 and streaming videos on the Internet was still kind of a newish thing. Yeah, I, I do remember that even like when I was starting to get into it, that all the puppet stuff, the one of the main things, because my sort of, I guess, position coming into this that I had never seen almost all of the puppet stuff because when I was younger and I was getting into it I always assumed it would be boring for whatever reason and the video quality was really bad so I just went oh this is probably not very good I'm not going to watch this and I just ignored it all right so I remember I remember seeing the everybody knows it video and just be kind of you know ah this looks bad and then just continuing to browse other stuff (laughs) yeah I I did um back in the day try to teach myself how to uh how to play that song on my little Casio keyboard. Yeah, like, it'd be a good song to learn because I think it's probably one of the Homestar Runner songs that even if it's not, like, prominently featured anywhere, it kind of, I find it comes up a lot in, like, other 
other tunes. It's just like his background music. Yeah, the whole uh, do the best you can work out twice a day. <laughs> Don't ask me why I said that, because I already forgot. Yeah, I think it was being played at uh, maybe like maybe like the Luau party that that Marzipan threw. Oh, yeah, I think it's also playing in the background of uh, the labor, the cartoon Labor Day. Yeah, when they go to their party, I think it's playing in the background of the the party. Strong bed doesn't attend. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, that was the first thing, and I actually think it might have been, um, it might have been an, actually a Kick the Cheat doll, because I, I'm not sure they made a, uh, the cheat puppet at first, they just used, they just used the kickable cheat doll. I just found here on the, the puppet character variations, uh, HR Wiki page, it says, well, a Kick the Cheat doll was used as a puppet, and everybody knows it in puppet time, it was replaced by a unique handcrafted doll, starting with Labor Daber. Yeah. I really so, yeah. wanted to kick the cheat doll, um, which I think we went over in a previous episode uh, that they were like going on eBay for a couple hundred bucks or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I wish I had the uh, expense, the disposable income to pay $100 or $200 for a <laughs> like plushie of the cheat from 2003. Which probably has a dead battery, so it won't make noises anymore. Yeah. But uh, a couple of uh, familiar characters show up in the puppet universe. Uh, you got Homestar and the Cheat, of course. Uh, eventually, Strong Bad shows up. The the first puppet version of him um, was kind of like a, a stick operated uh, puppet. Um, like his head was on a stick, and then the body was just kind of uh, like dangling from it. And uh, his mouth was like a cylinder that would rotate back and forth to to simulate like his kind of square shaped mouth opening and closing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm and looking I think at... I think they broke that puppet, so they had to rebuild him. Yeah, apparently, if, yeah, apparently his head fell off in 2017. Mm-hmm. I honestly like the newer one, even if it's not as realistic. I like the way its mouth moves. It's got a very kind of interesting character to it, I guess. Yeah, that was the one they used in uh, the Bizcaz Fry shorts, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think they had replaced him by then because I don't remember. I honestly barely remember even seeing like the original. Like this, what do you call this original strong bad puppet here? I don't even know which ones it appears in. Yeah, so I'm looking at the page now for Bizcaz Fry One, and the thumbnail does show the uh, the original strong bad here. Ah, okay. I guess I just wearing, must have uh, that. a striped polo shirt. So Bizcaz Fry. Uh, let's talk about those. Uh, there's only three of them. It, I think it came out of a, a strong bad email joke. Um, like somebody wrote in and. Uh, asked uh about um like what strong bad does on all the other days of the week because monday used to be the like regular day that strong bad emails came out and so he talked about uh business casual friday or biz cas fry for short um oh, yeah. that's the one where he when we discover that strong bad strong sad and strong mad attend swimming lessons i believe on mondays tuesdays and Mon- was it mondays wednesdays and fridays yeah something like that <laughs> Yeah, um, what the thing I love about the Bizcast Fry uh, videos is that all of them, you know, for for a, for casual Friday, Strong Bad wears more clothes than he usually does. <laughs> yeah, which makes you wonder, like, if the like the wrestling outfit where he's not wearing a shirt is like his work uniform. <laughs> yeah, that's his. Uh... And, and when he wants to kick back, he wears a, a, a snappy polo shirt. 
<laughs> he's mandated to have his shirt off at all times by HR. Yeah. <laughs> which, which now that I'm thinking about it, it going back to like the, the fan costumes, it always made me a little uncomfortable to see like Homestar fans with their shirts off. <laughs> oh yeah. When they'd have like a uh, kind of cruddy white star painted onto their, uh, yeah. Painted onto their shirt yes. or onto their bare skin in many cases. Yeah, strong bad I feel like is a is a tough look to pull off. I, I think you you really kind of have to be the wrestleman himself. Oh yeah, that's and not to go too off course. That's why I love that it's from one of the more recent Halloween costume tunes where they have that guy who's got like a strong bad face, but it's like got silver streaks on it for some reason, and he's wearing jeans and like <laughs> they have that little cutaway where it's like, oh hey there all the time, strong bad. Hey, hey, everyday home star. And they're both like the horrible, like fan costume versions of themselves. Oh, yeah. And they're like, like weirdly, the guy... weirdly animated. Yeah. I just like it that that guy decided to take Strong Bad in sort of a new, bold new direction there <laughs> with silver face stripes and jeans. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's like if he were an actual luchador and that, that would be his business casual Friday. <laughs> yeah. That's actually how that guy goes to the office every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Biz Kaz Fry, uh, it's, I think it's basically just him and Homestar in every episode, and it's usually, uh, kind of rotates around Strong Bad trying to do some business task, and Homestar keeps interrupting him. Now, apparently he interrupts him this time by inadvertently, uh, by inadvertently inventing the Doge meme, according, or Doge meme, according to, uh, this wiki article. Yeah. Apparently Which the is first interesting. Apparently, this is the first like, instance of. It's the... definitely the first time I heard "doge" as a uh, as a mispronunciation of "dog." Like I I knew it from this before uh, our our noisespace.xyz overlord Matt uh, made his now famous "doge" post. I always I always forget that uh, friend and uh, benefactor of the show Matt invented the meme of "doge." He's he was yeah he was the one who wrote the Tumblr post with. Um, like the, the full width characters that said, you have encountered a doge options, pet doge, snuggle doge, feed doge, the doge is pleased. <laughs> and then somebody reblogged it with uh, a computer voice reading it. And that's the one that really took off. I, I wonder then, like, I mean, it must have been a sort of uh, inception style planting of the phrase doge in his brain by the Bizcast Fry episode one. That sort yeah. of led what is up my doge i'm gonna have to check this out later because this is too far off to be a tangent on the show but i want to see if bizcaz if the i know it, it the know your meme page credits bizcaz fry but i want to see if it credits matt for being the first person to make that post on tumblr yeah i'm trying to remember what his uh what his tumblr name was at the time i think it might have been like barrier trio or something like that apparently it's uh leon some bitches Oh yeah, the the Akewood character. Yeah, the uh, yeah Leon some uh, Tumblr user Leon some bitches uploaded a photo with an audio. No, that's the person who uploaded the audio file of it. So Matt is not credited on. I it. think that that was his blog. Oh, it was. Yeah, he okay. changed his URL like eight times. All right, that makes sense. Anyways, this is like I said, a really <laughs> big spinoff. I'm sorry. I'll go back to the uh, this. Yeah, meme, meme culture is a really important part of this podcast, as we all know. <laughs> We, we always have a, an extra tab open for Know Your Meme on this show. I'm looking here at the, the Dullard comic that uh, Homestar says uh, cracks him up. 
And yeah. uh, it's kind of a blink and you'll miss it thing in the episode. Is it one of the Easter eggs? Like you can click to find the. Uh, yeah, if you click the comic. I'm not sure, actually. It's it's obviously like a ripoff of Dilbert. By Levert Burtmore. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, the free country USA version of Scott Adams. Maybe maybe he doesn't hate women as much. I, I hope not, because like women are uh, like an extremely rare species in free country USA. <laughs> so yeah, do you, do you think there's a difference in free country USA between women and the ladies? Because because Marzipan is the only girl, but Strong Bad always talks about the ladies. I think the ladies are a figment of Strong Bad's imagination. <laughs> like yeah. they're just part of a project. The projection that sort of keeps his whole personality together is the ladies. They're an abstract. Do you have any tips on ladying? Maybe ladying is like this, like the sort of homestar runner process of constructing like another another female character into the universe. <laughs> don't don't interrupt me, Mom. Can't you see I'm ladying? Uh, excuse me, I'm ladying. <laughs> yeah, what's what's your lady tag? Uh, my how many lady, lady achievements do you have? <laughs> uh, my lady tag is uh, Katie eighty <laughs> at hotmail dot com dot biz. <laughs> yeah, hotmail.biz at uh no it's katie80 at beach themed restaurant.biz <laughs> um so bizcasfry2 is uh homestar i think coming into work like with a hangover uh i think is supposed to be the <laughs> the implication there like his eyes are turned sideways um <laughs> which is a is is an interesting visual gag like it does it does mean that his eyes are not permanently affixed to his head yeah, yeah, that's a number. Uh, that's in you know number. That's a number two, right? Where he has like where he shows up hungover, which I think is funny because they don't really reference alcohol or drugs or really anything like that very much in the show. Like they have cold ones. No, the closest thing really is cold ones. But they don't really ever you know talk about the effects of drinking cold ones. It's just they're a drink that Strong Bad and the rest of the cast enjoy. Yeah, if you drink too many melonades, then the poopsmith has to show up with a giant jar and. Take your piss away. <laughs> Man, that is such a deeply upsetting tune. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. The, and the shot of him full of the melanade is, it really does look like he's, like he's pregnant, which is also unfortunate. I don't know if you've ever been to the YouTube, uh, a page that preserves that particular, like, episode from, like, and it's a really old YouTube video rip. Yeah. Of the Flash animation. There are a non-insignificant number of deeply upsetting comments <laughs> on that video about the way Homestar looks in that, in that thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that tune came out before he reached his final, uh, his final design where he still kind of had the, the really wide face. Yeah. He, when he was still, uh, what do they call him? Bass mouth Homestar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the shareholders in, in BizCast Fry 2 are, I think just, disembodied Matt Chapman's uh, with, and you never see their faces. I think they're, they're supposed to be like implied shadowy businessmen. Yeah. But but the thing that's strange to me is they have human hands, which, you know, have terrified strong, bad and other tunes. So (laughs) in the universe of BizCaz Fry, do they work for like what must be to them, these horrible alien monsters? Yeah. Maybe that's why, Strong Bad is never prepared to present the earnings. Because <laughs> yes, the earnings are measured in pounds of blood. Yeah. <laughs> He's too terrified of the human men that he has to present them to. Do you think, what would happen if you met Crack Stuntman? 
because we, as we know, Craig know. Stuntman is a real man. Craig Stuntman is a real man, which does okay, this is going to be? I guess it's not like it's still a Homestar related tangent, but has Strongvet ever actually interacted in any like meaningful way with Craig Stuntman? Um, I don't think so. I don't think Strongvet did any voices in Cheat Commandos. Like he he was in the like toy commercial, but I think that's about it. Yeah, he's making the helicopter sounds in the commercial, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the dub 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 dub. Yeah, the uh, yeah, like that's. I don't know what would happen if he met Crack Stuntman. Is because Crack Stuntman is still animated. Is that like Crack Stuntman looks like the way to us a painting of like a monster would yeah. look, whereas the human beings are like because they're three dimensional and from somewhere else, actually like sort of alien monstrosities. Yeah. That makes I have sense. no idea how that would work. That's <laughs> that's my that's my sort of uh, headcanon, is that the uh, all of the bosses from Bizcast Friday are like the Lovecraftian bosses from uh, Welcome to Night Vale. Yeah. I know that Strongbad has uh, has at least spoken face to face with uh, with Limousine before, like oh, over a webcam. That's true. That's put a little bit of a uh, little bit of a wrench into my whole grand theory here. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he, he's also communicated with he, real life human beings. They might be giants, and also the creators of the program. Uh, he's like spoken to Mike and Craig, and appears to be aware of their existence, according to that one tune where he says their name, but it's censored. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think I'll it's go back just to... really difficult to uh, come up with any overarching theory of of Homestar Runner. I'll, I'll go back uh, to the whiteboard, and next time we have an episode of The Stick, I'll present my revised thesis on the, the position of human beings in free country USA. Yeah, we'll put up a video uh, episode of the... Uh, we'll, we'll put up a video of the episode and just put the uh, whiteboard in one frame of it. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, I'll, I'll come back with... Uh... I'll come back with a game theory style video about uh, my whatever my discoveries are. <laughs> I've never watched any like game theory YouTubers. Uh, I feel like I feel like that's okay. Yeah, no, you you really don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they kind of op- occupy the same niche as uh, like Cinema Sins. Oh yeah, it's it's all just like in the absence of real criticism, just kind of like you know trying to tick off like story beats or whatever it's it's not really honestly yeah very interesting tr- sort of genre of youtube video trying to make everything into a cinematic universe yeah exactly doing the doing disney's work for them yep but yeah i'm looking at this uh i'm looking at some of the bizcast fry ones and i always like the uh the flamboyant system error that they'll have or flag or flagrant system error the uh third yeah. quarter projection I think, uh, news yeah <laughs> I think his uh, his computer is um, like an early Apple computer, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, uh, it's kind of hard to see from the side, just in these uh, these thumbnails on the wiki here. But it, they do look really similar to uh, the um, the computers that were left over from the '80s at my uh, at my elementary school. Um, <laughs> I grew up in Minnesota, and uh, we had um, a company here called Mech M-E-C-C, um, and they were the company who originally came out with the Oregon Trail video game. Um, and so, yeah, so we had uh, like a, they had like a deal with the schools here to um, to uh, like offer their software catalog and and Apple II computers for for pretty cheap 
compared to like the retail prices um, for uh, the educational market. And so, yeah, we would we'd spend a lot of time playing those old floppy disk games. Though, were those computers and like, you know, pardon my asking this, but those computers like I assume they were out of date even for then. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I started kindergarten in uh, in 1994 and I am pretty sure the the computer itself came out in 1977. So, yeah, <laughs> that'd do it for sure. Yeah, I think we maybe got some compact presarios before I uh, moved to middle school. Ah, okay. So yeah, like that would have been, uh, yeah, like I, I feel like that would have happened a lot because we still had computers from the nineties in the like mid two thousands when I was in elementary school too at my pl- at my place. So I feel like education. Yeah, as long as you can still like run Mavis Beacon on them to to, <laughs> to learn your uh, your words per minute, then they're not gonna like spend the money to upgrade. Oh, absolutely. And when they got the what they would do at like all of this, like the because I was only ever in one school. So what they'd always do is they just download the new like windows on top of the old one. So by the time we got to like Windows 10, the computers moved at like just a painful crawl because <laughs> they had like three or four operating systems downloaded on top of them without like having uninstalled the previous ones or at least not gotten rid of them. So they'd all be sitting somewhere in the files and they just run at a crawl. <laughs> I remember it would take like 15 to 20 minutes to open Google Chrome and then an additional five to open any ah, additional tabs. God. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that uh, it never got that bad for me, but, but now kids are like getting iPads and stuff. So I, I think, I think they're making a, a little bit better progress, at least on that front. Yeah. That's good to see starting to, you know, keep up with how fast these things yeah. change. So the, uh, the other thing that I just briefly wanted to touch on before we get into uh, the the biggest puppet things um, is the fact that there is a series of videos called Puppet Jams, uh, which are um, just Homestar improvising little like one minute to maybe minute and a half long songs with uh, with They Might Be Giants, um, and I think I think that might have been before uh the experimental film video came out that the first one came out um which was bad jokes uh it came out in may of 2004 um and yeah it's um it's just homestar with uh john flansberg and john linnell behind him uh welcome to giants confirmed by the way um (laughs) (laughs) uh and marty beller is also there but he's off screen uh, playing the drums, um, which I feel like, which I feel like was probably a, a conscious decision because the uh, the video uh, resolution was so small at the time that they wanted you to actually be able to see some things. Um, but yeah, he just makes up a song about bad jokes, like the ones you heard a million times, the kind of jokes the little kids tell you. Why was I stapled to the chicken? I don't know, man. I wasn't stapled to any chicken. <laughs> solid, yeah. solid. So there's there's a our nice belt in there's uh, four of these that made it onto the website uh over the course of uh like six or seven months and then they released a couple uh couple other ones from that same session on uh on dvds um but i think that was like the like i said the first time that i saw they might be giants on homestar runner and i was like hang on <laughs> do, do i do i know I, I i wasn't like the biggest they might be giants fan at the time i'd only heard you know it was 2003, so or 2004, so I'd maybe heard 
like the songs that were on Tiny Tunes, you know, Istanbul, Particle Man, um, maybe Birdhouse in Your Soul. Uh, was Malcolm and, in the Middle a thing yet at that point? Yeah, but I wasn't. I didn't really watch that at the time. I, uh, I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like I, I had just gotten cable, so I was like super into Cartoon Network at the time. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, so, they got a. They had President's Daughter on the DVD, which is, if I'm not mistaken, Homestar's Neutral Milk Hotel cover. <laughs> Since President, the President's Daughter. I'd like, yeah, at, at some point, I'd like to just to, to be, if I could ever do like a Homestar impression, I want to sing a Communist Daughter in a Homestar voice. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I feel like Jeff Mangum would like that. I'm sure. I'm sure he's up with the the internet uh, culture. Yeah, I'm sure that he's aware of Homestar from the farm that he lives on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a, a number of a number of people from the Elephant Six Collective live on, uh, like a, a like a in like a self-contained farming community in in Athens, Georgia. Yeah, he just kind of he they all just a bunch of them like disappeared there. I know just recently a couple of like they tried to revive the Elephant Six name. I don't remember what happened with that though. Yeah, they are uh, still releasing uh, records um, with Elephant Six catalog numbers on them, um, which I know because the the band The Gerbils, uh, which was uh, the horn player from Neutral Milk Hotel's band, um, did a Kickstarter recently to reissue their first album on on vinyl, and the reissue has an Elephant Six catalog number. Oh, cool. So they're at least still trying to do some things. Okay, I'm I'm looking at the like the actual page for the Puppet Jam right now, and I don't know if this is like a They Might Be Giants joke or a Homestar joke or even an HR Wiki joke, but they have John Flans Flansburg on guitar and John Lin- uh, and John Linnell Linnell on accordion. <laughs> yeah. And um, is that like a joke from the actual show, or is that just like a thing that whoever's on Puppet Jam who wrote this Puppet Jam article wrote in here? Do you know? Uh, there's like um, there's like a little piece of loose leaf at the start of each video that uh has the credits um written on it and it credits it credits flans linnell marty and home slice oh okay that makes sense yeah it's just the way it's written on here it's written in quotes like it's a nickname so they have like marty marty beller on skins (laughs) okay i I wasn't sure if it was written like that as a joke on the dvd or not but that makes sense um so uh there's a couple of other ones uh where Homestar or Strong Bad and and once Marshy <laughs> talked to a little girl who I think is uh the niece uh or some other cousin of uh of the brothers chaps. Um the first one was uh Homestar talking to a little girl uh about December Ween. Um and she's probably like at most maybe two or three years old in this. Um, and it's just very cute. It's, it, it brings me back a little bit to like um, the occasional segments on like Sesame street where they would have an actual kid talking to one of the Muppets. I, I feel like, I feel like kids are more able to kind of set aside their uh, what, what they expect uh, from like reality and just have fun talking to a puppet for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, it just, I double checked like little girl has a Wikipedia page or a HR runner, HR wiki page. Sorry. 
Uh, and apparently, yeah, she's the niece of the brothers chaps and the daughter of a woman named Karen Wagner, who, for whatever reason, also has an HR wiki page, which, okay. oh, because she's, uh, oh, apparently she does the one voice of their sisters. for, yeah, she does a voice for one of the characters. Oh, because she was on Strong Bad, the Strong Bad email and everything else DVD. She did a lot of commentary with them. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, I'm looking at it. And yeah, hope. Little girl is uh, 19 years old now, or at least uh, will be in a month. Yeah. Wow. That's uh... <laughs> born in 2000. Yeah. It's it's been a little bit. That is wild um, to think about that the little girl in those videos is, uh, you know, like a late teens in, person now. It, like getting ready to either go to college or like start working. That's insane to think about, honestly, because like, well, first of all, it's surprising to me that she's younger than me, just because when I was watching it, mm-hmm. I, I always expected that, oh, she must be like, because I didn't really have a frame on when these things came out when I was watching them for the first time. So I always assumed that the little girl from what I had seen of these would would have been, you know, much older than me. But no, a couple of years younger, it turns out. Yeah, that's uh that's Generation Z for you. Like you, you're gonna find uh, because like the internet was starting to be more of a content sharing platform. You're gonna see like footage or pictures of yourself uh, on the internet that were posted contemporaneous to you being a toddler. Yeah, that's disconcerting to say the least. <laughs> yeah, the the I think the oldest pictures of me that were uh, that were online were probably ones that I put up myself. <laughs> I like uh I like that the girl little girl wants a DVD for Christmas. DVD. DVD? Do do you like all these DVDs? She makes an all-encompassing gesture with her hands. <laughs> I like Space Show DVDs the best. I also like that they have Homestar deliberately miss here what she says when she says lots of presents and then he goes lots of breakfasts. <laughs> what type of breakfast do you have? Jelly and peanut butter. Jelly and peanut butter. His hat begins to slip off his head. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So those are those are a cute little thing that uh, you know you don't really need to watch uh, much to understand what's going on. But um, it, it kind of just makes me a little bit more fond of the the puppets as a concept because you could bring the characters more into the real world and interact with them. I also enjoyed uh, Homestar versus Very Very Little Girl. The extremely short sketch where it's just him talking to a baby. Yeah. <laughs> You've got no interest in the crazy man over here, do you? <laughs> that That is how several of my friends talk to babies. Like, they don't bother with baby talk. They just, like, speak full sentences to them. I always find that's more fun to just be like, oh, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, so you're you're swinging in a, in a baby swing. What's that? What's that all about? Yeah, how's that? How? How's that working for you? <laughs> yeah, my my uh, my baby voice is generally only reserved for my cats. Yeah, honestly, that's the same it's immediate baby voice for dogs. But I will talk in full sentences to a uh, to babies to a human child. Um, so the the most uh, I think uh, highly produced, if you could even call it that, uh, puppet things were the uh, the puppet squad uh, episodes of Dangeresque. Oh, uh, yeah, Puppet Squad and the, uh, was it Puppet Squad was just the one, and then there's the what? Apparently it's called December Ween Dangerous on the website, like the Hot no- Hot Jones Hijack. Yeah, um, I, I'm not sure, uh, I, I'm not sure if, like, the Hot Jones Hijack is the actual title, but it's definitely in the video. 
Yeah, because that's what Strong Bad calls it during like the voiceover. Yeah, the uh, the first Puppet Squad uh, episode is just Dangerous and Dangerous Two, who is Homestar, uh, tracking down the guy who stole his curly fries. Yeah, the uh, like Dangerous is one of my favorite like Homestar Runner universes, I guess. And there's really not that many of them other than like these two. Because I've always appreciated the, uh, I, I guess, like the deliberately like student, like elementary or high school student level film quality of all of the, uh, of all of them. Yeah, it brings me right back to my high school video production class <laughs> for sure. Yeah, we made a, I made a, a couple as well, not for like a video production class, which is pretty cool actually. I had high school didn't have one of those, but I'm looking at the, uh, although it is missing one of my favorite gags from it, which is where they. Have strong bad stunt double be just strong sad with a mask on his face or a paper bag on his face that has a picture of strong bad drawn on it. <laughs> yeah, strong sad as the stunt double was, I think, one of my favorite dangerous gags. Or because <laughs> it's just it's just seamless that you can't tell. Yeah, there's no way of picking up who the uh, who the stunt double is. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the. Uh, I don't know. If this is a, like a parody of something in particular, if this is just something that they thought was funny, and I mean it is, but Dangerous always going, ah, I just drank that, or ah, I just closed that yeah. door. I think that was, I think that was not a joke that they had in like the original couple of Dangerous cartoons. Like they, <laughs> he just needed to come up with like a new catchphrase. So he's like workshopping what he can say to sound cool. Yeah, because I know at the end of the Decemberween Dangeresque one, he jumps out and he goes, uh, six syllable catchphrase. Oh, God, I love that so much. <laughs> six syllable catchphrase is a perfect catchphrase. Yep. <laughs> when I'm scrolling through the the like uh, script that they have on HR Wiki for the Decemberween uh, Dangeresque, and, it, and on uh, all of like the dialogue by uh, uh, Stingy Relen... How do you say his last name again? Stingy Relenk? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's Relenk or Relonk. It says, uh, in, in parentheses next to his dialogue, it says, in a fake, exaggerated French accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very like, you know, going back to like uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail French person insulting you. Uh, type of accent yeah, who needs a secret recipe when you can steal all the hot jones with a tanker truck <laughs> and uh, uh say correct dangeresque and then in parentheses as his accent is increasingly exaggerated his next line is subtitled i'm going to steal so much hot jones i may need subtitles <laughs> <laughs> not before you are cut down by my robotic sentiment <laughs> I, I i do love the uh the robotic sentiment who is just a Santa toy that kind of dances and spins around, but has knives taped to his hands. And then there's the home. Yeah. And there's home stars voice singing a song about how it's going to cut you while it's dancing around. Yeah. I, I, I didn't get a good listen to that song, but uh, I, I did. Uh, <laughs> I did think it was pretty catchy. It's like, Oh, Santa man is a blade man. He's coming for you to chop you in two. He's coming for you to chop you in two. <laughs> I wonder if they have somewhere just like a um, an MP3 of just uh, oh on De- on December twentieth, twenty eighteen, the Strong Bad Twitter account shared an extended version of Santa Men as a Blade Man. I'm gonna have to listen. To oh, that really? Later. Yeah, it's I'll I'll link the tweet in the uh, in the Discord. 
Maybe you can edit a clip of that at the end of this episode. Yeah, I'll see. I don't know how to download Twitter videos, but if I can uh, get it, uh, get it, I will put that in as the ending music. Yeah. <laughs> at any rate, uh, um, th- this is a good. This is a good reason for you to join the the Stick Discord to come and find the link to the Strong Ved tweet about Santa Men as a Blade Man. Yeah, do we have a link to the Discord like anywhere that people would be able to find it? I don't think. So. I know we've tweeted it a couple times, but I don't know if it's like in a permanent place. No, those links have probably expired. But at the end of this, when I uh, upload the episode, I'll stick a link to the Discord on the tweet that announces it. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I do love the, uh, uh, the the action sequence special effects in these videos. Uh, like in the curly fries one, there's. Um, like the curly fries getting dumped off the side of a building and like the, the quote unquote, like slow-mo shot of them falling dramatically. And oh, they, uh, they all got screens and, in and danger. Yeah. They're all on fishing lines <laughs> and strong, bad as dangerous, just like jumping through the air as if he's going to stop a bullet with a fry basket and catching all of them. <laughs> God. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I love that they managed to not, you know, they make it look like it's, you know, a really amateur production without, like, making it look like they don't care about making a good finished product, which I think is a difficult line to walk. Yeah. Like, if you've ever watched mid to, uh, so early to mid 2000s uh, internet review videos, especially for uh, dis- now disgraced YouTube uh, collective, uh, that guy with the glasses. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you ever seen, like, that era content of, like, review videos and stuff? Because they knew they were bad or were going to be bad, I find a lot of times they just went, oh, well, they don't have to be, you know, I don't have to try particularly hard because, Mm -hmm. you know, part of the joke is that it looks bad. And I'm glad that they didn't kind of fall into that chasm with a lot of the puppet stuff. Yeah, like they're very uh, self-aware about it, I feel like. Um, Yeah, they draw like there's a shot where where puppet Homestar is in like the cab of a truck. And it's it's supposed to look like he's in motion, but like out the window, you can see he's obviously just not moving the car at all, except every once in a while, like a hand with a stick will like wave past the window to be like a tree going past. <laughs> yeah, it's and that's, and that's what I like is, you know, obviously they got to acknowledge like the pretty severe limitations that they have, but they never, you know, let the actual qualities of the videos kind of go because they, you know, like they, they never say, oh, well, we have an excuse because it, you know, it's going to look bad anyways. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Like when uh, Homestar falls off the, the, the cliff, he becomes like uh, a plastic Homestar figure. <laughs> and uh, when he hits the ground, he, uh, he goes, I can't believe I bounced. <laughs> Yeah, the, these two were probably my favorite ones to watch of all of the uh, of all of the uh, puppet stuff. Was definitely the Dangeresque uh, puppet squad and the and the uh, Decemberween Dangeresque ones. Decemberween Dangeresque uh, has the new version of uh, Puppet Strong Bad, I think, with the the kind of more traditional flappy puppet mouth. Yeah, and he's also got the considerably the now much too large, cool, cool shades. For the smaller yeah. head, <laughs> I don't think they. I don't think they sized down the shades for the new Strong Bad puppet. No, I, I think there's a Strong Bad actual tweet somewhere of a picture of him with the glasses falling off, and it says, "You know, note to self: get a new pair of cool, cool shades for your newly smaller head." <laughs> oh yeah, um, 
it, it was interesting uh, growing up um, with a grandfather who uh, was a ventriloquist um, because I, he would uh, tell me like things that he would have to do to repair his uh, his ventriloquist dummies, and it would be like, yeah, I had to to go buy Rusty some new eyes the other day, and it would kind of break the illusion for me of. Uh, of this character. Yeah. It would be kind of difficult to be like, you know, believe that there's like, you know, this yeah, real, a real puppet when he's talking about repairing it. But what's kind of funny to me though, about that is, is the way that strong bad talks about getting, uh, you know, getting a new head is that there's some sort of continuity between the old strong bad puppet and the new strong bad puppet. It's they're both his body. So yeah. does this mean that strong bad <laughs> has a soul of some kind that, you know, can travel between the various bodies that he has? Yeah. I think, I think his soul lives in his pants which is why he has to make sure that nobody else eats his pants and he takes a bite out of them. Oh, <laughs> that's, uh, is that's, oh, you know what? That's why Strong Bad, uh, Strong, uh, Strong Bad, God, Homestar goes insane when he's wearing those, uh, those short shorts is because all pants in the Homestar universe contain someone else's soul. <laughs> and so the short shorts yeah, that he's wearing. Especially the Daisy bad. Dukes. Yeah, those Daisy Dukes that he's wearing, he's, he's been possessed by whoever was the yeah. previous owner of the creepy pants. That's why they glow. We now figured it out. The Homestar fan theory for you. Do you do Homestar fan theory? <laughs> if I if I had the free time, I would definitely make a like satirical Homestar fan theory YouTube uh, YouTube channel because I feel like that would be a a fun add on yeah. to the show. But God, I do not have the time to make it a, a parody. <laughs> At least like the audio stinger for it. Yeah, just. Yeah, just make that, and yeah, I'll, I'll see. I'll take your uh, your audio later and make an audio sting for the uh, our fan <laughs> theories, so we can yeah. uh, we can make it into a segment. Yeah, throw some uh, throw some free to use uh, sound effects on it and call it good. Yep, <laughs> sounds like a plan. <laughs> just the uh, the more you know, uh, the the more you know, like sound effect from the old PBS things, but with like just a ton of like bass boosting and reverb on it. Yeah, or the the reading rainbow uh, one, like da da da. All right, yeah, that's yeah. All right, I'll I'm actually I'm actually gonna do that now. Prompt, if not tonight, <laughs> tomorrow, I'm gonna try to get that ready. <laughs> nice. Um, the 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 other thing I wanted to talk about, uh, which we briefly touched on, was the fact that they opted to make a puppet version of Marshy of of all characters, which. <laughs> It made me wonder, like, uh, what the utility of having a puppet version of Marshy is, because he seems very much like kind of a bit character. Yeah, he's only really supposed but to be. They really, they did also commercial. make a puppet version of Doragard, who is just a cantaloupe on the end of a pencil. <laughs> yeah, they have Doragard and a puppet Frank Benedetto, which is just a popcorn machine. And yeah. his description on HR Wiki is, "This is an ordinary popcorn machine." Yeah. <laughs> My 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 wife has been getting into uh, making her own popcorn. She wants she wants a Benedetto so that she can eat his delicious upchuck. <laughs> oh, that's from uh, Labor Daber, right? Yeah, nice upchuck, Benedetto. Uh, and then, of course, there's Shark Tooth Bubs, who is uh, a prototype Bubs doll that the brothers Chaps got back from China, uh, where they grievously misinterpreted the requirements <laughs> and. <laughs> And effectively, they they gave him shark teeth, but they also gave him, 
I guess a third eye. Yeah, this. Yeah, he has a third, like horn-like eye in the middle of his head. <laughs> it makes it makes me wonder how, like, how that happened. Like, what was lost in translation? His, uh, his. There's a there's an, a picture of him on his, the Homestar wiki, and the text underneath his image is, "I'm gonna go throw up on your house." <laughs> yeah, and he's given the uh, the voice. That Mike Chapman gives Bubs whenever the cheat animates Bubs, the kind of like oh, get some of my buses. <laughs> I love, yeah, I, I man, I love the the Mike Chapman versions of the voices. Yeah, they're they're almost they're they're just almost there. <laughs> it's enough to make them recognizable, but also enough to just make them really kind of uncanny. Oh, valley. the cheat! I'm gonna. <laughs> Can't even do the voice. Oh, the cheat! I'm gonna have gonna pour hop soup in my eyes. <laughs> Check it out, be hand. Don't know which one that was, honestly. That was uh, that was in the uh, can you run a mile? Oh, yeah. Strong bad. The email. only one which was apparently not asked by a real fan. The cheat made that one up. Yeah, <laughs> which made me sad because it was a person from Minnesota. Oh. There's, I can't remember what the other one was, but there's another Strongbad email that I still don't believe was actually asked by a fan, but apparently it was. I have to go. I have to go back and check through. But I remember when I was younger, being like, "I'm. I don't believe them that this was actually asked by a real person." Yeah, I, I for a while I wasn't sure any of them were, but then I knew a person in my uh, in my middle school who got Strongbad to answer which, one of them. Uh, which email was that one again? That was, uh, I like it most when you harm your friends. Oh. <laughs> That's always been one of my favorite phrasings for one of those. Yeah, and, and I thought I thought that he might be lying at first, but if he was lying, he lied to like five different people or more because I ran into somebody else who I did not know, but who knew him, who <laughs> we, we knew... We, we knew him because we were both... I think I was like wearing a Homestar Runner t-shirt or something. And this person who ran into me, or I think she was like a hostess at a restaurant. She saw my shirt and she's like, oh, I love that. I know a person who got a strong bad email answered. I'm like, I do too. It's the harm your friends one. She's like, oh my God, you know him. And <laughs> oh, yeah. that's really cool, actually. I don't yeah. think I've ever met anybody who got a uh, strong bad email answered. But again, at that point, uh, the strong bad emails were getting updated less and less frequently. Yeah, it was really just like, 2002 to 2005 or six, maybe that was really there. Yeah, prime time. I, I still remember the extremely long wasteland after the, you know, where he gets the compay. It was yeah, it was that yeah. one. I think maybe maybe Homestar Homestar stopping updating coinciding with the rise of social media is what really ruined my uh, ability to. Yeah, not be you online. go from yeah, you go from one uh, one source. So constant online-ness to a completely different source of constant online-ness. So yeah, it's just yeah. a kind of a lateral move there. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yep. Um, do we have anything else about um, puppet stuff? Through, not really. We talked about Puppet Jams. We talked about Dangerous, Bizcast Fry versus Little Girl. We didn't really talk about Labor Daber outside of that one brief thing, so we could probably talk about that quickly. Yeah, this is one that seems to come back every year on Labor Day. Um <laughs> Funnily enough, uh, and I, I do wonder how many people who uh, like repost the the still from this with the, with uh, Homestar, the cheat, and Benedetto in front of the Today Day is Labor Day banner 
um, have actually like watched Homestar Runner at all, or if they're just doing it because it's one of those calendar memes that you can only reblog. I think on a it's probably day. like I don't know. I think it's a little out of a, a little out of B because lots of people did like watch the show and it was around, but I think a lot of people also have just seen image now and repost. Like you said, it's like the it's gonna be May thing that people do every right. year. Yeah, or like the thing from. Uh, God, I don't remember what movie it was, but it's like, what's what's the uh, what what's your idea of the perfect date? And it's like March twenty uh, first oh, or something yeah, like that. Or even the the what do you call Tuesday again? No problem, dog. Yeah, there's, there's another yeah. one made by the uh, the always wonderful Brian Lee. Actually, I don't know what this one is from, so I was going to ask you. Do you know that scene that bot that always reposts every Thursday? This uh, girl going Thursday again. What a concept. Do you know or Thursday? What a concept! <laughs> no, I, I haven't just don't. Seen I do one. not know what that's from, and I see it uh, posted by or, or uh, retweeted by a bunch of people I follow every couple of well, every Thursday, obviously, and I have no idea what it's supposed to be yeah. from. I have seen it is Tuesday. Oh, yeah, my the, uh, the guy who posts who like the post of the frog, and then the vine of the guy who screams after it. Yeah, uh, the <laughs> yeah. Labor Day one. I really like the Labor Daber one. Just because I, I always enjoyed the Homestarmies' only real demand, which is giving Homestar five bucks. Stand down, citizen. You want to have to <laughs> give me five bucks? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of that, and also just the uh, Homestar saying uh, "ons twice three when he's counting down. Yeah. Stay with me now. On three. Unce. Twice. Yeah. Three. <laughs> Whoa, Benedetto. Did you get a hold of some bad third style rations? Keep that mess down, soldier. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then there's the song, uh, which usually gets reposted with the screenshot of Homestar just singing today. Birthday is Labor Day. Birthday. Birthday is Labor Day. What's the big day, idea birth. working on this Labor's Day? Yeah. When, when the cheat is just. Uh, uh, doing like um, bowling alley uh, animations oh, yeah. in Flash. <laughs> or all right, yellow man hits the cheat with an orange spoon. What's the big idea? Working on Labor's Day. Third style private Bene- third style private Benedetto and I are making out making sure nobody or their brother does any type of work at all today. Uh, yeah. There there was one other time that I remember Homestar referring to the cheat as yellow man. <laughs> In, in puppet form, which was uh, um, in one of the DVD extras. I think it was like maybe some puppet stuff uh, where Homestar talks to Mike uh, in just some improv comedy. And Mike introduces him to the Kick the Cheat doll. And Homestar's like, ah, yellow <laughs> man. Yeah, I otherwise I think that's it for puppet stuff other than that. Yeah, I think oh, that's pretty much it. Um, I, I'm I'm a fan of this universe. Um, it's not like the one I go back to the most, but uh, yeah, I, I like I like the puppet material. Yeah, I like it a lot more than I remember liking it when I was uh, in high school or grade school originally watching it. It's it's uh, you know it's got a lot more. Honestly, it's helped me with the last couple of like references that I didn't know where they were from from Homestar with the uh, like the dangerous. Pit Squad, I finally kind of, it, 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 I don't know, it filled in the gaps and I was appreciate, and I also appreciated the sort of the early 2000s kitschy charm of the versus little girl ones. I appreciated that a lot. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I think that's a podcast. Um, I wanted to just uh, do a little aside here and say that this uh, episode is dedicated to uh, Daniel Johnston, who passed away, uh, I think, just this past week, um, because uh, it was also he was also memorialized by uh, the Homestar Runner guys on on Twitter. Um, they posted uh, a video of Strong Sad playing uh, one of his songs at the piano. And I just thought it was really sweet and heartfelt. Yeah, that was honestly just genuine, sincerely heartbreaking is not a direction I saw uh, Homestar Runner going. And I mentioned that in the chat, but they did a really good job and it was really quite a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, I think instead of uh, the what do you call the the, the extended version of Santa Min as a knife man I, or a blade man or whatever it was, I'm going to just I think our closing music can be uh, true level. Find you in the end for this one, because, yeah, I agree. Like a nice little closing for this one. Cool. Well, this has been The Stick. Um, I'm David. You can find me on Twitter at, at Dave's. You can follow the show at The Stick Pod. Uh, like we said, join our Discord if you want to talk about Homestar Runner with, um, I think right now, about 20 other people who uh, are in there. Um, yeah. And uh, I think that's it for my plugs. Oh, right. You can, uh, you can listen to my show, uh, Tuning Fork. Uh, which is another noise space show where I talk about uh, albums that uh, Pitchfork gave the best new music uh, designation uh, or reviewed really poorly, uh, which I do with uh, noise space overlord Matt. All right. And uh, I'm Eden. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TP underscore Albuquerque, uh, especially if you're interested in what might happen if uh, Seinfeld metamorphosis into a bug. Uh, if that strikes your fancy or just eventually for when I return to making normal tweets. Uh, and you can also find me on noise space podcast, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon going to die with various other hosts who have all their sort of shows all across the noise space network. And, uh, most recently I'm on the newest episode that should be coming out. Uh, the, the today of us recording this, uh, uh, should be coming out either tonight or tomorrow, which would be on the 16th of September. I'll be on the newest, uh, podcasting is forbidden in the cloud recesses, which is, uh, a podcast about, uh, and you'll have to forgive me. I don't know the, the Chinese name, but the English name is the grand master of demonic cultivation. It's an excellent show, which I was introduced to, and it's a podcast all about that. And you should check that episode out and also the show in general, cause it's really good. Yeah, I need to watch more of that show so that I can actually know what uh, what Roy and Fallon are talking about because um, I, I do love their show, but I feel like I'd love it even more with the context. Oh yeah, I had to read a twenty-two page long PDF document in order to catch up where the show was in order to do it. Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, it, it is faster than rewatching all the show up to that point. But yeah, yeah. it's it's a good, it's a good bit of lore to take in. Absolutely. Uh, before we go, I just wanted to thank uh, Hyper Chicken for the use of their song "Always Beezing and Doozing" for the theme song to this podcast, and also to Summer Geist, whose uh, podcast you can find here. Uh, uh, my pod cabbages with uh, her uh, husband Noah about. Uh, about the Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, she did our podcast art, which is a really nice picture of the, the two of us in Free Country USA. And uh, I think that's all for the thank yous at the end of the show. So as we always say, uh, no probalo. No probalo.
love will find you in the end You'll find out just who was your friend Don't be sad, I know you will But don't give up until True love will find you in the end This is a promise with a catch Only if you're looking can it find you It's true love is searching too recognize you unless you step out into the light, the light. Don't be sad, I know you will. But don't give up until true love will find you.